Isaiah chapter 33, verse 1. Woe, spoiler, and thou not spoiled, and treacherous, and they dealt not treacherously with thee. When thou dost finish, O spoiler, thou art spoiled. When thou dost finish dealing treacherously, they deal treacherously with thee. The Lord says that he will repay the Assyrians the same evil that they did to the Israelites. Their dirty tricks and their robbing from the Israelites will be done to them as well. 2. O Jehovah, favor us, for thee we have waited. Be their arm in the mornings, yea, our salvation in time of adversity. The right arm of a man is his son in ancient times. Today we've lost that understanding, but the ancient people knew it well that a man's right arm is his son. And that's why God has a son, because he has a right arm, and that right arm is Jesus Christ. This verse is asking the right arm of God to be the salvation of the Israelites. And that's who Jesus is today. He's the salvation of the Israelites and everyone else who believes in him. 3. From the voice of a multitude fled have peoples. From thine exultation scattered have been nations. This says that the Assyrians have conquered many nations and taken people as prisoners of war from other nations, not just Israel. 4. And gathered hath been your spoil, a gathering of the caterpillar, as a running to and fro of locusts, he is running on it. Caterpillars walk really fast for how small they are, because they have a lot of legs. It's comparing the Assyrians to a caterpillar that goes from nation to nation very fast and captures the people that it wants to capture. Or as locusts that go in a swarm. That's how the Assyrian army was. It was very powerful. 5. Set on high is Jehovah, for he is dwelling on high. He filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. In the Bible, judgment means taking care of the poor, the weak, and the helpless. Righteousness means holiness or obeying the laws of God. God is both the righteous judge because he obeys his own laws. Jesus Christ obeyed every law that the Father spoke. In addition to that, Jesus brings judgment or mercy to all of the poor, the weak, and the helpless who call on his name. 6. And hath been the steadfastness of thy times, the strength of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge, fear of Jehovah, it is his treasure. It's a treasure to the Lord when we fear him. Fear of the Lord is knowledge, it's intelligence. It doesn't make any sense not to fear our Creator. So it's a sign of intelligence when we do fear Him, because He has authority over our existence. He can do anything to us He wants. He is the strength of salvation, and knowledge also brings wisdom, which is the practicing of God's law. 7. Lo, their Ariel, they have cried without. Messengers of peace do weep bitterly. Ariel is a nickname for Jerusalem. It's only mentioned in the book of Isaiah, so maybe it was a nickname during Isaiah's time more than during other decades or centuries. The people of Jerusalem cried bitterly for help from the Lord against the Assyrians. 
eight desolated have been highways. Ceased hath he who passeth along the path. He hath broken covenant. He hath despised enemies. He hath not esteemed a man. The Lord has allowed the Assyrians to desolate the highways of Judah. People were getting killed on those roads. The Lord broke his covenant with Israel because they broke their side of it first. Whenever we fail to obey the Lord, then the promises he made us are null and void. In the Bible, every single promise that he made to us comes with a stipulation that we obey him. The devil makes us think that it's impossible to obey the Lord, but it isn't. Once you start practicing it, it gets easier and easier with time, practice, and prayer. After a while, you don't even know why you lived a sinful life in the first place, because it's more peaceful and more pleasant and more comfortable to obey the Lord. But people who have a lot of demonic activity in their life, they don't realize that because their demons are constantly lying to them and making them feel that they have these uncontrollable urges. But when you start practicing obedience, those urges do disappear. 9. Mourned, languished, hath the land, confounded hath been Lebanon, withered hath been Sharon as a wilderness, and shaking are Bashan and Carmel. These are all beautiful places in Israel, each in its own way. Lebanon had a beautiful forest. Sharon had probably beautiful meadows. The rose of Sharon grew there. Bashan and Carmel are two other famous places in Israel. But it says that those areas languished under the Assyrians. 10. Now do I arise, saith Jehovah. Now I am exalted. Now I am lifted up. After the Lord has punished us for our sins, which is what he did by allowing the Assyrians to attack Israel, once we repent, then he is lifted up. And that's why he allows us to be punished at times. Our repentance glorifies him. Then he loves to forgive us. 11. Ye conceive chaff, ye bear stubble, your spirit fire devoureth you. 12. And peoples have been as burnings of lime, thorns as sweepings with fire they burn. The Lord is talking about his judgment on sinners, both Israelites and the Assyrians, and his wrath is fire. Jesus appeared as a pillar of fire in the Old Testament that led the Israelites through the desert. The wrath of God burns his enemies and purifies his people. It teaches us to obey him better. 13. Hear ye far off that which I have done, and know ye near ones my might. When the Lord moves, the whole world knows it. The entire world knew that he is the one who took the Hebrews out of Egypt, and he was the one who parted the Red Sea, and they all knew that he was the one who caused the flood. And in the end times, when Jesus comes back, nobody will be able to deny it. From far off he will be seen. 14. Afraid in Zion have been sinners, seized hath trembling the profane. Who doth dwell for us, consuming fire? Who doth dwell for us, burnings of the age? These verses seem to be about the Lord's judgment on Jerusalem. It's saying that the sinners are afraid of the fire of God. 15. Whoso is walking righteously and is speaking uprightly, kicking against 
gain of oppressors, shaking his hands from taking hold on a bribe, stopping his ear from hearing of blood, and shutting his eyes from looking on evil. 16. He high places doth inhabit, strongholds of rock are his high tower, his bread hath been given, his waters steadfast. The Lord now says, for those who obey him, they will be protected in a rock or a tower, and they will be given what they need. They'll have bread to eat, and they'll have water to drink. The bread is the bread of life, which is Jesus Christ and his word, and the water is his water of life, his spirit in us. In verse 15 it says, Walking righteously means that you speak the truth, you fight against oppressors, to defend the poor, the weak, and the helpless. You refuse to take a bribe. You don't listen to any evil plots against other people, and you don't take part in evil plots to oppress people or kill them or hurt them. And you don't look at evil things such as pornography or a lot of other stuff that we shouldn't be looking at. 17. A king in his beauty, see do thine eyes. They see a land afar off. That king is Jesus Christ. This is also talking about King Hezekiah who would come and be a righteous king in Israel during Isaiah's time, at the end of Isaiah's life. But this is also prophetic about Jesus Christ who is the most beautiful king ever. 18. Thy heart doth meditate terror. Where is he who is counting? Where is he who is weighing? Where is he who is counting the towers? This verse is saying, Where are the officials of the palace? 19. The strong people thou seest not, a people deeper of lip than to be understood, of a scorned tongue there is no understanding. When the Lord punishes the sinners in Zion, I think this means the officials will be nowhere to be found. It sounds like verse 18 and 19 are saying that the Lord is going to do away with the Assyrians who were overtaking Jerusalem. And the people who have deeper lips than the Israelites, I'm not sure what that means. It could mean that they had fuller lips than the Israelites. But it says that they won't be seen when the new king comes, and that is King Hezekiah. When King Jesus comes, nobody will be seen in Jerusalem except him and his saints. 20. See Zion, the city of our meetings. Thine eyes see Jerusalem, a quiet habitation, a tent not taken down, not removed are its pins forever, and none of its cords are broken. The city of Jerusalem will become quiet and peaceful, and the tents will not be removed. A tent is a weak dwelling, but this means that even the people who live in temporary or weak dwellings will not be disturbed when the new king comes. 21. But there mighty is Jehovah for us, a place of rivers, streams broad of sides. No ship with oars doth go into it, and a mighty ship doth not pass over it. The great ships of the Assyrians will not be in their rivers. Their rivers will be wide, but they will be full of peace. They won't be conquered by a different army. 22. For Jehovah our judge, Jehovah our lawgiver, Jehovah our king, he doth save us. 
In ancient times, the king both gave the law and enforced the law. This is true in a lot of nations, even the pagan nations. Kings were the law, and King Jesus is the law as well. But he's more than that because he is also priest and prophet at the same time. The other kings of Israel were not priest or prophet. They were just kings. 23. Left have been thy robes. They strengthen not rightly their mast. They have not spread out a sail. Then apportioned hath been a prey of much spoil. The lame have taken spoil. This says that there won't be any mighty ships with masts going into Israel. Isn't this interesting that they had ships with masts back in Isaiah's time? You know how people always say that this was built in this day and this was built in that day and they never had computers back 2,000 years ago? Well, that stuff just isn't true. They have found ancient computers and the Bible explains that a lot of the stuff that we think only was invented in the 19th century or 15th century, they already had it in Bible times. They did have ships with masts. But it says that the Assyrian ships will not be there anymore, and even handicapped people will be able to take spoil from the Assyrians who have fled. 24. Nor doth an inhabitant say, I was sick. The people that is dwelling in it is forgiven of iniquity. How beautiful. When our lives are full of sin, we are sick. We have mental illness, emotional illness and disturbances. We have all kinds of relationship problems, work problems, and physical diseases when we practice sin. But now, when these people have been forgiven, when King Hezekiah comes, then they will be happy and dwelling in peace. And when King Jesus comes and forgives the sins in our lives, we are happy and we are no longer sick. When we die to our self-will, we gain wellness. We gain mental health and spiritual health and sanity. We get our sanity back when we repent of our sins and die to our self-will. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 33.